0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hola amigos, this is Ray Hudson from BN Sports and Sirius XMFC
1: and you are listening to Barça Talk. <music>
0: Today in Barca Talk, FC Barcelona defeated Elche 1-0 in the Joan Gamper Trophy to finish the preseason in the midst of a heated discussion after Ronald Koeman decided not to include Ricky Puch in his squad list. So what's going on? What's this board planning to do with Ricky Puig, And what's going on with the Barca future in this transfer market? Besides, we get to know our new member, Sergio Rodriguez. Hello, friends from Barça Talk. Thank you for being with us once again. My name is Alejandro Villegas. I'm going to be your host today. And today is a special day for us, not only because the Barça season is about to come up, is about to start. We're all getting uh, ready. We're all excited. But we're also excited uh, because of two things. One, we are already part. uh, It was announced we are part of the Granogram. Podcast Network, which is something very important for us here in Barça Talk and ADN Barça, uh, our two podcasts that we have here in Sounded, in Sounded Media. So that's a big, big step for us. We're going to be part of the Blau Granagram team and we're going to have some of the uh, staff members of their team, their writers coming up in some of our content that we're creating here in Barca Talk. But it's also special for us because today we're going to get to know Sergio Rodriguez, who is going to be one of our uh, members of the show during this season. Very excited to keep growing here in the Barca Talk family. So that's uh, the main dish for today. We're not. It's not Puch. It's not the gamper. now. we're gonna get to know Sergio, and, we're gonna, and we we want to welcome Sergio. Sergio, how oh, are well. you, man? Welcome to Barça Talk.
1: Thank you, gracias, Alejandro, man. Nice to be here. I'm, I'm like the, the main course meal. I'm I'm, I'm yes. on a flatter, man. I'm honored. I'm spicy though, dude. Hot salsa. <laughs> we like flavor, man.
0: Good. So I mean, we need, it
1: ain't going to be a sour dish, man. It's it's, it's, it's going to be good.
0: <laughs> we need, we need some flavor and we need some good news, especially <laughs> with this, uh, what's going on with Barcelona. Hey, and, hey, the yeah, board and Positive. Positive.
1: We got the first trophy of the season, so...
0: Yeah, and, and it could be the only one, so you better <laughs> enjoy it. It's, it was the, <laughs> the John Gamper Barcelona beat Elche 1-0, and we're going to be talking about that in the second part of this episode. But first, we're going to uh, get to know Sergio a little bit. Sergio, how long ago where, did you start uh, being a, a Barca follower? Which team got you in love with this, uh, with this Barca family?
1: how it happened, right? What's the genesis? Yes. Everybody yeah, yeah, has yeah. their own story, their genesis. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it happened where where I just got out of the Marine Corps, man. I was in the Marines and got out. And during the dead period, I watched the 94 World Cup. So I remember, okay. I, you know, I, I grew up a baseball and, and I grew up in LA, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. about the Dodgers, the Lakers, and at the time, the Raiders. So that's what I grew up with. But the, the 94 World Cup came and that was here in, in the US and I watched every game. I watched every game with my neighbor and my neighbor, you know, he knew the tactics and he would explain everything to me. And you start to appreciate the nuances of the game, the little thing and the tactics of it. Um, And so that was 94. And then uh, little by little, I think we got cable. We finally afforded (laughs) cable and and Fox and Español was the big uh, soccer channel. And I would watch, you know, oddly enough, I would watch Atletico Madrid. You know, they had Kiko Narvaez, mm-hmm. they had uh, El Cholo Simeone, uh, yeah. they had, uh, they, I think Juninho came on later. It was a nice squad. So I was kind of watching Atletico Madrid, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they played the FCB, and they had El Phenomenal. And you're like, whoa! What is this? Like, like that's an appropriate nickname, right? El fenomeno, the phenomenon. This guy was a phenomenon. It was, it was, it was. He, he had the dribbling skills of Messi, but with power. And he he just ran over you, had a strong leg, and he wasn't going to pass to anybody. It was him, and boom, Stoichkov was blown in the dust. Just give me the ball, and I'm going to do it. So that was his first season in Barcelona, his first and last season, as it turned out, in Barcelona. So I got to appreciate that. And and as I appreciated him, you got to understand more the history of the club, you know, the underdog, right? At that time, it was the underdog, right? It was this... This little club that, that, you know, was scrappy and, and just got out of the, the, just won the, the European cup with Johan Cruyff as, as coach and right. then transitioning away from, from Stoichkov and Pep and, and then came, uh, uh, R9 Ronaldo. And then that exploded, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, does it sound familiar, right? Like. The board F's it up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was reading uh, what was it, Sid Lowe, right? Sid Lowe had that book on on El Clásico in, in La Liga. And and uh, and this is a recurring theme, right? If you take a macro look at it, like Barcelona, it goes through its catastrophic phase. It goes up, down, up, down, and this is this is just a manifestation of that. This is the catastrophe happening and we're living through it right? like <laughs> the newer fans the newer fans right they grew up in this messy age right they they yeah. grew up and it's been great yeah we won trophies Woo! but dude seriously <laughs> you step back and this is part of the ebb and flow this is part of the cycles and it, it it comes with the package right like we're I don't know if you're married alejandro but this is this is
0: your marriage I am I am married and I I grew up with the I mean the first one of the first moments like well I, I, I think I've lived two of those First, the Van Gaal moments, which was a little bit of a crisis. And then the Frank Reichardt after after they won the Champions League, all the crisis that went on there with uh, Deco, mm. Ronaldinho, and... and- all before Pep uh, got here and gave us so many championships. So, yes, I, I'm with you there. I, I feel you when you say that Barcelona is always up and down, right? You you get that feeling that something – it's it's like five or six years or something, uh, everything going fine, and then it just – it crashes. It goes down.
1: Right? And as bad as it is, I think it was right before the Croyfera era that, that all the players got in front of the mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the microphones yes. and were just saying, like, please help us. Please. Like, <laughs> they were crying. And you're like – this, you know, when you talk to old culés and, and socios that that have been, you know, the older generation, the '60s and '70s, like. They just sit back and laugh like this this is part of it, man like this
0: I know, and and that's what we hope they happen, right It would have been awesome to see Piquet and Sergio roberto and and Messi just sitting out and saying, "You know what, if this board doesn't quit right now, we're not going to keep playing for FC Barcelona like like those those players did at that point right and but it's it's a different era, right If players don't risk it too much, I guess, so right. it's a it's a different moment <laughs> in in international soccer the
1: players all know, you know, Puyos knows, he knows it's a shit show, right? Yeah. He knows Bartomeu is, 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 and the whole administration is, is just crap. Pique knows, Xavi knows, Iniesta knows, all the alumni know, they all know, but yeah. the fans don't know. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's like an inside secret. They all know it's crap, but the fans are like, no, oh, this is my club, my school club, you know, all this, all that. But no, it's, it's, it's like, like Messi said, it's, the administration, you know, they're driving the bus, right? The, Bartos driving the bus. We're on the bus and he's mm-hmm. driving it. He's driving it off the cliff, bro. <laughs> he's driving, we're like, Oh shoot. This dude's driving it off the cliff. Let's either jump out or get a new driver. So we're trying to dump this guy, right? We're trying to dump. I know. Guy, get a new driver. Sh- Steer that thing, you know, Messi's driving shotgun, like, no, go, go in the <laughs> and this is what, this is what's happening with our club. Right. And, and, and you just, you just, we're, we got a strap on the seatbelt. We're along for the ride. We, you know, I donated to maskuna Motion. Like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get them out. Let's like, like, uh, like, you know, if I was there, like, yeah, I would go there. If I was a soci, I would go there, put a vote. Like, let, let's get them out. So yeah. to see that they got almost 21,000 votes in a pandemic. Right. It is huge, bro.
0: That's huge. I know, I know, I know. And and we can talk a little bit about uh, that in the second part. But I want to continue to know you because you said you started watching soccer around 1994. So that was a couple of years after the Barcelona team, the... Thanks to Ronald Koeman, who's our coach right now, uh, right. won that European Championship against Sampdoria at Wembley. So that was that was when Barcelona didn't used to win uh, many European Championships like nowadays. Like you say, uh, younger fans are kind of used to being. Uh, Favorites to win the Champions League where uh, in the past, that was not the case. It was always Real Madrid and then other teams. And Barcelona was part of those other teams that were not competing all the time. So, uh, you grew up, you watched Ronaldo playing for Barcelona... And, but who's your favorite player, though, in, in all these years watching Barcelona play? I can tell you mine. Mine is Samuel Eto'o, besides uh, Messi, oh. of course. We, 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 we get rid of Messi in this discussion yeah. because he's from another planet. But besides Messi, who's, who's your favorite player uh, all time uh, that uh, that you watch, obviously playing for Barcelona.
1: You know, I think I, I would co- coincide with uh, Puyos when he said, like before Ronnie, right? Ronnie Ronaldinho mm-hmm. is just is just beautiful. You know, so I grew up a Laker fan, and I had Magic Johnson, right? Okay, and this guy was just, you know, it was magical, right? No yes. left passes, this and that, won championships, and and Ronaldinho was the essence of that, right? With a smile and just having fun and playing, partying at night. Woo! You know, you, you win three, two, you party at night, you just go into training drunk. And he was just that, and he just played with a smile on his face. And that was beautiful that, you know, so, so it was like, wow, this guy is that you can play like that. Cause before, you know, you kind of used to watch and it was kind of like, like, the English style where it was just a lot of crossing into the box and a lot yeah. of you know shots. And then you see this guy, you know, and, and oddly enough, you know, that, that La Porta was going to buy, uh, David Beckham. Yes. He wanted Beckham. And I'm like, holy smokes. He wanted Beckham, <laughs> but the second choice was Ronnie. Oh, my God. That changed the course of history
0: for the club. I know. I know. We're glad that Ronaldinho came at that point and that he won. He also won a, a Champions League for Barcelona. And that was one of the most beautiful moments. And even Pep says you have to, of course, Pep and, and his team are, are the the best team I've always watched in Barcelona, but he always remembered Ronaldinho. Who's who's the uh, he's the guy that brought joy back to Barcelona, and, and that's something that we we've always have to remember for Ronaldinho, right? He's he's that type of a player. So that's Sergio Rodriguez. He's gonna be part of the team this year. Welcome to Barca Talk, and we're gonna go to this uh, quick pause, and we're gonna be back to talk about what's going on right now in FC Barcelona. So we're going to stop right here to remind you guys to please join us in our Patreon family. Now we are part of the Blaugranagram podcast network and we're going to have more and more content coming for you guys from Spain, from Europe and also from the United States. So please join us there in our Patreon. We are a growing family and we would like we would love to have you there as part of the Barca Talk family. So Look for us as Barca Talk in the Patreon community and we'll be there for you creating more and more quality content. Thank you very much. Okay, now that we got to know a little bit of Sergio Rodriguez, now we're going to jump in in the present, right? Not not such a beautiful image right now, especially with the news that we woke up uh, on Saturday, having <laughs> uh, this uh, reports saying that uh, Ronald Koeman is not does not count with uh, Ricky Pooch in our team. We all thought Ricky Pooch was going to be the present and the future of this squad, and now we uh, get this devastating news for Barca fans because he was one of the few midfielders that you could tell. Has the Barca DNA right going through uh, his veins? So, Sergio, as a as a Barca follower, as a Barca fan, how do you feel about this decision that it's been taken by Ronald Kuman?
1: You know, it's it's one of those things where is it just a rumor, right, or is it official? Well, no,
0: uh, Kuman uh, he said that was right that he talked to Push, he he said it right after the gamper. Uh, win one against Elche he said that he talked to the young guys and he told Puja that he was not going to be part of this team this year so the loan uh, option is very, it's probably going to happen it's probably going to be a loan or he's going to be playing for Barca B or, or just being part of the, the squad but not constantly in the squad list for matches
1: You know, whenever some decisions like this are made, you know, you, I, I kind of always put myself in their position, right? If I was Mm -hmm. coming, but so, if I'm coming, okay, I'm, I'm going with a four-two-three-one, right? That's my, my, my base formation, right? So I got this young buck right here, Pooch, and I'm like, okay, so I got, I got the Pooch can only play the ten spot, right? He's either going to play the ten or he's going to play in the pivot. That's the only places I see him play. Yeah, right. So in the ten spot, I got Messi, I got Griezmann. I got Coutinho could play the 10 spot. Yes. And and probably Pedri. i seen Pedri play. And, and that guy, and, and he's already proven, right? Pedri's yeah. proven in Las Palmas. So he could probably play the 10 spot. Oh, Aleña, if it comes to worse, right? So, okay, <laughs> that's the 10 spot. So now I'm looking at the double pivot. All right, who's mm-hmm. going to play alongside Dijon? And we have Janic and we have uh, Aleña. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's another Masia guy. Right. So he played, he was on loan at at Real Betis and he can play. Right. So to me, To me, Alenia seems to me like a Thiago-esque, except he's left-footed, right? Right. And, uh, he he I, he might be ready, you know. So, so, and I don't know who else is going to be there in the, in the who, well.
0: Busquets is going to be
1: there. <laughs> be there. Oh, so it's like okay. So, so who's Pucci bumping off? Yeah. Like it's like so. I I can kind of see what where he's coming from, right? And all, and our are like, you know, he's the future. He's a yes, <laughs> but in this four-two-three-one, like it it might make sense for him to be on loan. And, you know, like Pedri was on loan, like, like Alenia was on loan. Get some quality, you know, uh, Primera División minutes, you know, get some... La Liga minutes, and, and and probably when Coleman sees this guy, sees this puny little skinny dude. How old is he? Nineteen? Like you, you need to put on some weight. You need to get strong. Like the big thing is getting strong at this level. How many how many Barca B graduates have we seen that just can't make that jump to the first team, and they just don't have it? It's like okay, let's let's give this guy some quality time. Let, look at Cucarella, right? Yeah, Cucarella yes. Yeah, how many times was he on loan? Like, holy smokes, three, four, four times, and he finally burst out. And uh, obviously,
0: Ricky Pooch is twenty-one years old, so he's
1: twenty-one. Okay, he he he
0: needs to play right now in first division. Even if if he's not with Barcelona, he has to play somewhere because he's. I agree. He's not that youngster. I mean, he's still young, but he's not like he's 17 or 16 that when you can still hold him up. He he needs to play right now. So that's that's a very good option uh, going alone, especially if I mean I I I'll send him somewhere else and not to play against him uh, during the season, but I understand if he stays in Spain it's going to be hard because they have uh, until what, October 5th to finish the to finish this type of transfer, and we'll see what happens there with Ricky Puch. It's interesting that you said that because we have another guy that it's it's been there, and and he could be an option too in midfield, which is Sergi Roberto, right? If Semedo stays, Semedo should be the starter in that position, and that leaves you with Sergi Roberto playing more in midfield whenever he gets to play
1: it's a lot of depth right there's a lot of depth in the midfield you have a lot of options that's a good point sergi that's another guy that you know when coleman came he said oh i'm gonna play these guys in their position (laughs) well (laughs) you got to you got a right back guy yeah um reality starts to to kick in right and and you start looking at the squad and who has left who has joined uh it's kind of still the same squad right um so it's, it's, it's interesting. So, so you put yourself in the coach's position, like, okay, like, don't jump off the cliff. Like, it <laughs> might be a good thing. Like, he needs quality time. Like, let's, let's loan him out. I don't think he should be in Bar no more. Let's yeah. loan him out, you know. Let's send him to Las Palmas over there and, and get some quality time or Mallorca or some small team where he's going to get quality minutes and 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 just gain that experience and that development, you know. I, you know. So if you put yourself in that position, you understand. Obviously, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you would have all La Masia graduates playing with Ansu Fati and Pedri and Trincao. <laughs> you would. Woo, we're all having a party back to <laughs> the old days. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a perfect world. Unfortunately, we have a, a crappy president. We have a new coach. You know, it goes it goes in line with Messi says there is no idea, there is no leadership of, of what direction the the club should go to. And this is just another manifestation of that. Is is how do you transition these Barca B players onto the first team with another new coach, right? Who has his own ideas without you know with another new athletic technical director who has, you know, these guys are only going to be here two to three months, six months at the most, and it's going to start all over again. So it's, 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 it's all part of that problem. The bigger problem of a bad administration that starts first with Bartomeu and we need to punt him and get him out.
0: Yeah. And that's part of the problem, right? Hopefully they don't sell uh, Ricky Pooch and we can loan him somewhere and then we can have him back whenever the new president and the new board comes and the new plan comes with all of them. It's, it's weird because we have players like Conrad is still in the in the first squad. I don't know if he's going to get an, uh, options there because we know how many forwards we have right now in FC Barcelona. And here I want to pick up your brain a little bit about this. We know Messi is going to play. We know Griezmann is going to play. Griezmann scored the only goal in this John Gamper uh, game against Elche. So he's he's going to start. Uh, Common already said he's going to be part of the team all the time. So... Who's gonna be up there with them? Because uh, today it was Ansufati when they played the Elche. He came back from the injury, so he started. You have you also saw uh, Trincao playing very well along with Messi and Griezmann in the the other uh, friendly match. You also have Dembele coming up there as a as a different option. They want to buy Memphis Depay, I guess. I don't know if that's still a reality and if it's still gonna to come to Barcelona. But you have a lot of options there. What would be your Perfect starting eleven with what we have right now in FC Barcelona.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting, right? And then you got the other news that uh, Luis Suarez isn't going anywhere. Well, you know? that,
0: that's an option too. You, you, we could end up with Suarez in the bench anyway.
1: Yes, it, I think it's very realistic, right? He did. I think he did manage to pass the Italian test, and yeah. and and he's he's now a he now fulfills in in EU spot, right? So he's mm-hmm. not. Out, uh, he's not outside the EU, so he's a he's an EU citizen, and that's big, right? So so now uh, that kind of opens up the squad or wherever team he goes to, to get in a non EU player. So if if we go back to the team, like you know, I I would think it's 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 Griezmann up top. You know, mm-hmm. obviously uh, if I look at that four two three one, he's at the head of the spear. And then, uh, you know, I would like to see Fatih on the left, at the left wing for sure, right? If, if it's not him, it's, it's Coutinho because uh, I would like – but I would like a wide player. You know, we have a problem and we need to have wide players to open it up for Messi in the middle. Mm-hmm. So Anso Fati will play that line. Trincao Dembele will also play that line wide, probably Trincao a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, he's a true winger and he'll cross it in. Uh, where instead of the inverted winger that that come in and then to shoot, right, mm-hmm. Messi style, right. So on the left wing, I would like Fatih It is, I think, I think we can all agree, it's time, right? It's it's he's ready, you know. Uh, let's let's give him the shot. Yeah. Um. I don't know what you yeah, think on okay, You think he's, he's ready, ready, or would you like a Coutinho right there?
0: I don't know. I w- today I saw something that was really interesting. I saw Coutinho playing as a uh, falso nueve as a. Falls nine over there so that was interesting because we know Messi Messi you can put him up there but you know he's going to come back and actually the play today that ended up in the goal started with Messi Uh, Messi's long pass to Jordi Alba and then Jordi Alba crossed to uh, Griezmann so we know Messi's going to come back to that position during the game a lot so why not have uh, Coutinho a little bit more forward and then Griezmann starting from the left and then ended up in, in the box like he did today against uh, Elche. I don't know. I mean, we have options and that's that's a good thing. That's something that Barcelona has been lacking in the last couple of years. Uh, real options coming from the bench and you get that with uh, Usman Dembélé and all the options that you have. and Even Martin Braithwaite coming from the bench for a couple of minutes in some games. I mean, and if Suarez stays, that's a very good a bench player to have. I mean, if Griezmann's not having a day, we know how good Messi and Suarez understand each other. So that's always good to have somebody there that you can count on when things are going in, in a rough patch, right? And
1: Suarez will sell out for you. 25 minutes, he yes. will sell. He's proven it. I love this guy, man. He, <laughs> you know, imagine the knee surgeries he's had. He had four knee surgeries for us. Yeah. And he's there two months later, ready to go. And he gives it, obviously he's getting old, right? Obviously we all, we all get older and you lose a step, but he will sell out for you. And if you can control his minutes, right? If you can give him hey, come in second half, 65th minute, sell out for me. He will do it. And he will serve that purpose. Unfortunately, it's $25 million sitting on the bench. Yeah but that's just the finances that's just bad management at at the Bartomeu level but you got, if, if he's our option, then I think you can make it work. I think Coleman will make it work with, with, with Griezmann up top or or Messi work, uh, serving as a false nine, right? And then come in, or, or you even have the, the option of Suarez coming in and playing that role and giving you some really good uh, uh, 25 minutes. And like you said, or Ansel Fati, right? He could play the nine. Uh, so you, I think there's plenty of options. You know, when they said Depay, I was like, really? You know, we don't get- need another guy. But if if I watched Depay play with the Holland game, uh, yes. and you know what, he roams around, like he's not a disciplined nine up top. He's roaming, and I'm like, dude, we already got players that roam around. We already got Griezmann. We already got Coutinho. We already got Messi. We need a disciplined nine. We need a guy up top the top of the spear to hold the defense and 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 that's not the pie that's not his style. he also roams around, okay, Coleman knows him all right, whatever dude, but we need a positional discipline at the nine you know it kind of reminds me also when uh you know when we used to play the 4-3-3 and we had small forwards right we had messi we had Villa, remember David Villa and we had yeah, Pedro. Alex Pedro or Alexis Sanchez, right? Right. Yeah. It was we're playing a four three three and we had the three Smurfs up top and it worked. Yeah. You know, so you don't really need you could play with a false nine, you know. It's up to the coach and the 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 coach to put these guys to work and have the proper tactics, you know. And 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 we're hoping Coleman could do that with with this roster. And I and I think I think he can squeeze, you know, he could squeeze water out of the rock and the rock being messy. And and the other older guys, and hopefully you know, lead us to at least uh, a La Liga trophy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should be fighting for La Liga. I don't know about the Champions League, but they they should be always be fighting for that La Liga trophy. And uh, today, Coutinho was the man of the match. He was uh, the best player of the game, and that's something good for for Barca Absolutely. fans. Yeah, we need we need this guy. To be that superstar, right? And we need him close to the box so we, he can shoot as many times as he can. He 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 even gave so many passes today that get those through passes that he's so good at. And I am really excited to see Coutinho flourish again here at Barca.
1: And it, it makes you wonder what what they put in the water over there in Munich, right? <laughs> yes. like, Dude, this guy came out yoked. Like you're like, holy smokes, what are they doing over there? And you see, uh, what was it, uh, Goretzka? Yes. Right? You know, he played double pivot with, uh, Tiago and you're like, holy smokes. These <laughs> dudes are built like rocks. Like, what are they? Mm, makes you wonder what they put in the protein shakes over there. But, <laughs> but like you said, Coutinho, he has something to prove. Yeah, And he's coming back hungry. Obviously, he won the Champions League. Awesome for him. But he was a role player, right? He was a right. role player and he'll come in and, 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 and do some dirty work in the end and gets his goals. But he's coming to, he's coming back to prove himself that he he's going to get a starting job and he's going to be the old Coutinho from Liverpool. You know, back then we used to call him chutinho right? Cut in. He was a one-trick pony. <laughs> you knew Coutinho were going to cut right, shoot, far post, curl it in, and that was Coutinho. That was what you were getting. That was your bread and butter. And that's, hey, that's your one trick. Okay, let's do it do it but in La Liga everybody figured him out everybody's like oh you know and it didn't help that the rest of the team play we didn't play wide enough and we would just clog the Mm -hmm. middle so Coutinho would cut right well dude Messi was already there and the defenders were already there waiting for you and there was no space and you were just blocked time and time again so maybe Coutinho going to to Munich was was good for him he could evolve more you see him go into the box right you see him go to the box and be a of a poacher and, and be there, Johnny, on the spot to, uh, pick up any crosses. So that might be a good thing. So now you have Coutinho on the left, right? And then now we look at the right wing, right? It's like, okay, we have, uh, you have options there, right? Now you have, you have Dembele. Right, you have uh, Trincao. Trincao has been a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Now Dembele, I don't think I would start him right away. Like I'm kind of you know, he
0: seems like he's gonna be coming a lot from the bench. I mean, and especially with the injuries that he's had in the couple in the last couple of years, you have to take him step by step, right? You don't want to force him to play ninety minutes and then just get him injured again, let's let's go slow. And, I mean, if he can come from the bench and play 30 minutes, like you said, the same concept as, as Suarez, and just start running when uh, defenders are tired and then trying to catch Dembele, who's fresh, that's going to be a good uh, spark for Barcelona during the season. So, very excited. We're about to uh, begin the La Liga a tournament uh, a week from now or less than a week from now, Barcelona will be playing the, their first game against Villarreal at Camp Nou. Who would be in your starting 11? Neto is going to be in the goalie because Ter Stegen is out. Uh, we still have the same defense that played yeah. at, at Lisbon. So what's, what's going on with that? I thought I they were going to do some type of revolution, but it's the same defense. It's Alba in the left. Uh, Lenglet, Piquet, and Semerun right? So that, I guess that's that's going to be the four defenders. But in the middle, who do you think is going to start along with uh, Frankie the Young in that 4 2 3 1?
1: Oh, it I has to be, I, I'm trying to pronounce his name right, Pjanic. Yeah, Pjanic. Beyond he's going to be the guy, right? He's a proven commodity. You just, we saw him playing Juventus many, many years. Yeah, the, the, you know he, he he could he can do the dirty work. There is no doubt those that double pivot is there to do the dirty work, right? Messi's not going to do the dirty.
0: No, work. no, no.
1: Bell is not going to do the dirty work. <laughs> you know, and it kind of reminds me of of brings back memories of the track back keen. Remember the trackback team? keen? Yes. Who was the team of tracking back? Our <laughs> favorite player. Andre Gomes. <laughs> this, this this formation was made for Gomes. I know. What is he playing in Everton? 4-2-3-1 in the double pivot. We never, like, he is a good player, right? Yeah. He was a good player. We just were playing a 4-3-3, three, three, and it just wasn't for him. But in a 4-2-3-1, the track back king, Andre Gomes, would be perfect to play alongside Dijon. Right, but yeah. We- <laughs>
0: I'm I'm scared and I think I don't know why that Coman's going to start Busquets again because he started today the, the um uh uh, Gamper trophy. Uh, Pjanic couldn't do the the whole preseason with the team, so I don't know if he's gonna be uh, actually ready to play uh, for 90 minutes in the first game, at least in the first game. So I, I I have that feeling that it's gonna be Busquets just to start the season. Maybe once we we go we get going, it's gonna be Pjanic. And I agree with you, it should be the young Pjanic, and then uh, Coutinho, hopefully, and Sufati Messi and I mean, yeah. Griezmann, right? And they're oh, okay. yeah, playing some games for uh, maybe rotating with Pjanic there and, and sometimes when the young needs to, to rest.
1: And then you have the wing players, right? You know, if, if you have Fatih, you have Pedri, right? So you have yeah. Pedri right there and, and Trincao. And these, although, you know, we didn't, have, we didn't have money. There you go again. We didn't have administrative problems. We didn't have money to sign big players. But the, these are additions. There are great additions that purchases that they made way, way before. Mm-hmm. Trincao could... Dude, that what a change of pace, right? So not only do you have Dembele on the right, you have Trincao, which is a different type of player that plays right on the sideline, touching the sideline, could get to the goal line and make that cutback pass. Yes. Or I, I thought he was right-footed, but I'm like, holy, holy dude, he's <laughs> left-footed. <laughs> this guy, this, he is very talented, right? And he's he's just ready to burst out. And he could also cut in and shoot. So he, I, I'm pretty excited about him. And then Pedri is a known commodity. If you, we watched him play in Las Palmas, the dude has. He has the jogo bonito man. He is beautiful playing, you know. He has the vision to make those passes. So so he he is another exciting player with the change of pace on 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 the wings. And then you have Alenia, right? So if we're talking about the double pivot and you have Busquets and Janic and and now you have Alenia also getting some minutes. That's nice, you know. Now you you have a player that's maturing, you have a player that that's left-footed, right? You have a left-footed uh pivot player that could spray mm-hmm. the ball over the, to 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 the right side right for those wing players Uh, you know maybe we go back to kind of that Luis Enrique mentality where maybe we kind of bypass the midfield and start launching it to to the wingers out in the wings creating space Uh, I could see that happen with with Coleman and these double pivots right just hey get it down to the wings get get the defense spread out and then maybe cut it back in and uh, and and look for the number 10 look for Messi or whoever's in the middle. Um, So that that could be a a strategy that happens uh, this season.
0: Yeah, we'll see because we we went from uh, 4-3 to then sometimes needing four midfielders because we cannot hold other teams, especially in the Champions League. It was hard for Barcelona to be at the same level as other teams were. And now we have only two pivots and we might have four offensive players if you can. I mean, Coutinho is probably one that can come back. And maybe Griezmann we've seen all year and last year how he can come back and help. But you know, Messi is not gonna come back. Maybe Ansu Fati will be one of the guys that will help a little bit too when it's time to defend. So we're ready. We're ready for this season to start, and and we'll see. We'll see what happens. What common decides for that starting eleven.
1: But yeah the what worries me is the defense right you pointed out that it's the same guys right yes. Alba Lenglet, uh, Piquet, and either Sergio or Semedo maybe Semedo gets sold the rumors are strong that he's getting he's going to go to Wolverhampton right he's going to yes. go to the Wolves for 40 million so maybe we we use that 40 million to buy Sergino Dest <laughs> and then there was a, a rumor today of of some other player in the Premier League uh, that they were looking at. And I'm like, okay, we don't, we have any, we don't, we don't even have money. Uh, <laughs> but, but the big concern with these guys is, is they are fresh enough. They, they can start every game, right? But when you get to the Champions League and when you get to these games at the end of the season, they are not sharp, right? And it's interesting, as you get older, and it's happened to some of us that we play, where you lose a microsecond, right? You lose a microsecond in your thought of play, and then you lose a microsecond in, in your playing and your speed. So that microsecond now becomes a second, yes. right? Now, at that level, that is not going to work anymore. And at that level, and you're playing against the elite of the elite in the Champions League, and, and toward the end of the season when you're tired, you're not that sharp. You can play physically, right? These guys can play physically. Alba can play, pique, pique but they're not sharp anymore. You know, Busquets, too, is not sharp anymore. Mm-hmm. Busquets, probably more, has lost more than a second. Uh-huh.
0: Yes, a second and a half. <laughs> he's not He's not as fast and he never was fast. So he, he really looks slower than everybody else. But we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're, obviously, when the season starts, we're all excited. We still have problems, but we know it's. we start from stretch, from scratch. So we're good to go. Uh, Real Madrid played yesterday, so they started La Liga a little bit before us. And now it's our time to start against Villarreal. So we're ready for this season here in Barca Talk.
1: Barca Talk is part of the Blaugranogram podcast network under the Blaugranogram news outlet. Blaugranogram is your place for all aspects of Barca. Go to Blaugranogram.com for more info. Barca Talk is a production of Sounded Media with social media and promotion by 2.0.
0: Or Social Podcast Network.